Thank you for joining us today at Our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in seven different locations. We hope that today's message encourages and empowers you on your spiritual journey and helps you grow deeper in your relationship with God. To learn more about Our Savior's Church and how you can get involved, you can visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. And so I wanted to talk to you about that. In fact, the title of this series, I don't know if this will be the title of the book, I'm going to call it The Honor Code. And because, and I'm calling it The Code because we're familiar with codes. We call them passwords, you know, what's your password? But it's really a code. You know, my phone operates, you can't get into it unless you have the code. You get, if you got the code, then you can get in here and you can find out all kinds of stuff about me. You can find, you can read all my emails. If you just get that one code, it opens up a doorway to all kinds of things. And I'm convinced that many of us, I think the truth is there's some things in that have not been opened to us in the spirit by God because we haven't understood the code. And if we could just get the code of honor, if we could get it, if, we could, if that could become a revelation to you, begin to produce fruit in your life, it's going to be open up things to you that I think could impact not just your relationship with God, but your relationship with your wife or your husband, the relationship with your children or from children back to their parents, your relationships in your career. This could open up new opportunities for you if we understood the revelation of honor. Everybody tracking with me so far? No, I need to hear from you just a little bit. You got it? So we're going we're gonna, to, I think I would start by trying to define what honor is. And it, it honors one of those things, it's sort of like grace. You, it's, it, it's easier when you see it than try to describe it because every way you try to describe it always comes up short. What does honor really mean? To honor something or to honor someone? What does it really mean? And I'm going to boil it down to you because I'm trying to simplify it so future generations can understand it. To honor something is to, to give value to something. I value you. I value that. I value everybody. Everyone in the room has things that you consider valuable. Where are your valuables? Well, you've got them. They're at your house right now. Your valuables. And your valuables have a very special place. That's what makes them valuable. Valuables get special places. How many of you have a junk drawer? Raise your hand. You got some junk, right? Everybody got some junk in their trunk. Anyway, we all have a junk drawer. You know what's in the junk drawer? Everything that's not really that valuable. That's where your extra phone charger is. It's where the, the, the lighter for, I'm thinking of ours, it's the lighter for the candles. That's where they go. Extra pins. Eyeglass cleaner is in the junk drawer, but not your valuables. Every woman here who's married knows where she puts her wedding ring. Why? Because it's, no, you give it special honor. You honor it. And, and I want to talk to you about that. It's to, to give weight to, to appreciate something, to, to give esteem to, or if you want to use the word respect for is to honor. And if you say, well, if to value, to value it, to respect it, then what is dishonor? Dishonor is not where you dis on someone, though that can be very dishonorable. 
I, I don't think there's neutral with honor. It's either you're showing it or you're not showing it. That there's no neutral to it. Well, I didn't say anything, so let me have my baby. It's like the old Cajun man. She says, they've been married 50 years, and she says, honey, do you love me? And he said, well, I told you the night we got married, we, I loved you, and if it ever changed, I'd let you know. How many, how many know? He, 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 wasn't being dis, he was being dishonored because he wasn't honoring. And so honor, there's never a neutral in it. And so I want to, it means really dishonor means to treat something as, as if it's common to not show the respect and value you have for it. Honor. And so I want to go to the Bible today and I want to look at, we're going to see some dishonor in the Bible and in the coming weeks, again, because it's easier to see than it is to describe. So when you see the dishonor and in the coming weeks, I'll make sure I'll show you some honor in the scripture so you can see the difference between the two. But I'm telling you, this will impact every relationship that you have. This one and these, and even the ones, if you're a business owner in here, even the ones that are below you that work on your behalf or for you, a way to honor 360 degrees. Are y'all ready? Yes. Say you're ready. ready. All right, here we go. I wanna take you to the book of Mark and we're going to go to chapter 6. Let me give you just a little context before we jump off in it. Jesus has been baptized by John the Baptist. Remember what happened when he was baptized. The, the voice from heaven came, said, this is my son, identifying Jesus, who he really was, and whom I'm well pleased. And then Jesus is going to lose, leave that baptism. He's going to go into the wilderness for 40 days, 40 nights, and he's actually going to be tempted by the devil. The enemy is going to come and tempt him. And that's, if, you, if you'll read the book of John, I think that's in John, maybe four-ish, somewhere around there. You can read that story of the temptation of Christ. And he's going to come out of that victorious. He's not going to succumb to the temptations of the enemy. Can we say praise God? He is who he says he is. And he's going to walk back in and he's going to start his ministry. His ministry, he's going to begin really a circuit teaching. He's going to be traveling from one town to another town in a region called Galilee. Those who've been to Israel will know exactly where I'm talking about. He's going to go to places like Capernaum and Zidon, and he's going to travel. And, and just so in your mind, just so you don't get this too big of a picture, because it's really small, he's going to places like Port Barry. Anybody here from Port Barry? Yeah, they need Jesus in Port Barry. Can I get an amen? <laughs> and then he's going to leave Port Barry, and he's going to go to the big metropolis of Leonville. Anybody here from Leonville? Oh, come on. Leonville's in the house. A little shout out for Leonville. And then he's going to leave Leonville, and he's going to come over here to Opelousas. Anybody here from Opelousas? O-Town, are you in the house? Yes, and he's going to keep making these circles, this track, so it's not like it's far. And so this is, he's beginning his ministry, and he's actually, and on the Sabbath, we read in, in verse 2, he, he began to teach in a synagogue. So in one of these little towns, he goes into a synagogue, and he's going to teach. And many who heard him were astonished. He was good. They were just like blown away by what he was saying. And look at some of the things they said. 
Where did this man get these things? Look what else they said. What is the wisdom that's been given to him? They, they were very honoring. Man, what wisdom. What, man, how were such mighty works done by his hands? Wow, blown away. And then we get to the yellow. Remember the yellow, you read it. Then they said, is not that not the son, the carpenter, the son of Mary, brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon, and are not his sisters with us? And they took offense at him. What happened? They, they were seeing and listening and expressing really honor. Wow, this is amazing. Look at what he does. Where did the wisdom come from that is upon him? And then somebody said, no, no, that's that carpenter. Really? Joseph's boy. His sisters are with us. His brothers are with us. He's one of, wait a minute. He's, he's from Sunset. And they took offense. And Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor. What he's not saying a prophet is not with honor because they honored prophets in the day. But look what he said. A prophet is not without honor except in his own hometown and among his relatives and his own household. Y'all were here a few weeks ago. We laid hands on Pastor Kevin and Chrissy and we said, we're going to Bill Platt, y'all. Well, you know what Kevin's from, right? And Chrissy. They're from Chitania. Where Chitania, it's the suburbs of Ville Platte. They're going to have to be very, very careful because there are going to be people when they come go, weren't you the guy back in high school who... And see him, instead of seeing Pastor Kevin and the anointing of the Lord upon his life, they're going to remember him as common and where he was and not where he is. That's what can happen with honor and dishonor. Look at verse, uh, let, let, me, let me pick back up. Let me read six, verse four again. And because it goes on, Jesus goes on to say, and Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and among his relatives and his own household. Scary verse coming, scary verse coming. And he could not do, uh, and he could do no mighty work there, except he laid his hands on a few sick people and he healed them. Think about this. The king of kings the Lord of lords, the Son of God, the light of the world, the bread of life. He walks on water. He takes a happy meal, two fish, and some loaves of bread and feeds 5,000 men with 12 baskets filled over. He casts the devil out of those who are possessed. He even touches lame. They walk blind. They see he raises the dead. 
He was there at the beginning of creation because the created work of the heavens and earth were through him by the Holy Spirit and created man from the very beginning, the breath of life. And now we're finding out in this one verse that he's restricted. He could not do simply because of the dishonor that he found in this city. It goes on. You read in the book of Luke, chapter 4, verses 16. And and you're going to see a, 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 a different angle of the same principle. And he, Jesus, came to Nazareth, where he had been, what? Brought up. And as it was his custom, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath, and he stood up to read. Yeah, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He enrolled the scroll, and he found the place where it was written. And this is what it said. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to what? Proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Who is Jesus talking about? Himself. Booyah. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down, and the eyes of the synagogue were fixed on him, and he began to say to them, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your ears. You've been waiting for the Messiah to come who will set captives free, who will will lift up, proclaim the good news, recover the sight to the blind, set people at liberty. You've been waiting for him. And he says, today, I'm him. And all, watch what happened. All spoke well of him. This marveled at his gracious words that were coming from his mouth. And then they said, ain't that Joe's boy? That's Joseph's boy. And he said to them, Jesus said, doubtless you will quote me this proverb, physician, heal yourself. What we have heard you did at Capernaum, do here in your hometown as well. And he said, truly I say to you, no prophet is acceptable except in his hometown. Oh, Jesus, we heard what you did in Capernaum. Do it here too, but not without honor. Aren't you just Joseph's boy? Pastor Jim LaFoon. Y'all, if you didn't know who Pastor Jim was, Pastor Jim was just, we just simulcast him just a few weeks ago. Pastor Jim LaFoon is the overseer of our Savior's church, all of it. He is Pastor Jacob and Michelle's pastor, and y'all know Pastor Jacob and Michelle are our pastors, and we have a saying around here at our Savior's, you can't be a pastor unless you have a pastor. You, ha- you have to have a pastor. How many of you know that's security? In other words, you're not the final say. There, there's always someone else that you're, 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 you're under, if you will. Pastor Jim comes in three or four times a year. He always looks at everything. He looks at finances. He looks at how, how's, 
How's Pastor Jacob and Michelle doing? How's Eugene and Heidi doing? Whatever. He looks through everything. He goes through the fine-tooth comb. And as many of you know, Pastor Jim has a very prophetic gift. It is a gift from the Lord. It is, I, I, I've never met anyone like him. No, I mean that. We've met others who have a prophetic gift, but I've never met anyone like him. He has prophesied, prophesied. He prophesied over Governor Blanco when she won the election years ago. You're going to go through one of the most tumultuous times in Louisiana's history. You will, but God will be with you and he will strengthen you. And you will know this, you will see bodies floating down the streets of New Orleans. Many of you know what that ended up being, don't you? It was Katrina. When Katrina came, Pastor Jacob received a phone call from Coach Blanco, Governor Blanco's husband, flying in a helicopter over New Orleans as those graves that were above the ground were lifted up off their foundations and were floating down the streets of New Orleans. And he said, that dang, I won't say what he said, that, I'll say dang, that dang prophet, we're watching it happen before our very eyes. That kind of prophet. And I've had the privilege of being with Pastor Jim. We just received a prophecy from Pastor Jim a few nights ago, Friday night. We, we, we met with Pastor Jacob and Michelle. It was mine and Michelle's birthdays are in July. So we make them take, we make Heidi and Pastor Jacob take us to dinner and to celebrate us. Because there's a lot to celebrate. And, and so we do that every year. And, um, and on our way home, we're driving back up here. And we met in Lafayette. We're driving back here, and Pastor Jacob calls. We just left him 10 minutes ago. Yes, sir. Put me on speakerphone. And then you hear this, man of God, you genius. That's what he calls me, you genius. You genius. Is holy Heidi there with you? And he calls her holy Heidi. Yes, sir. Well, I got a big birthday prophecy for y'all. Get your recorder ready. We're ready, Pastor Jim. And he prophesies. And it was all good. And went, wow, what a gift. And I've asked Pastor Jim, Pastor Jim, how do you do, how do, you do that? I mean, what, is there a secret? Is there, and he says, it's a gift. I says, it's a gift. It's a gift from God. Because there are days you wish you didn't have it. And I said, well, how, do you, how do you know when you have a word? Because I've been up here. He's been here. He's prophesied in here before. And he'll tell me out backstage, Pick out a few people, let me prophesy over them. I go, well, I know, but Pastor Jim, how do I know which ones to pick? He says, whichever ones you pick, I'll have a word for them. And I said, okay. Like, I'm, I'm sweating. I'm doing the Kevin Lalonde thing. I'm sweating up here. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, who do I pick? And, and I'll, pick, I'll pick somebody. Some of you I've picked before. It's, hey, you come up here. And he has a word for you. And sometimes, Heidi and I know enough of your story to know, that's a word for you. It's great. It's trippy. Watch this. So I, I'm, asking, I, I'm asking him, I said, he goes, Pastor Eugene, you got to understand, our Savior's is the place, it's very easy for me in our Savior's to come here. The gift of prophecy just flows easier than anywhere else I go. And I said, why? What, what's different here than anywhere else you go? And here's what he said. 
because you honor the gift. Oh, do you mean now I understand Jesus going, I wasn't able to do more in your city to heal and forgive because you kept just seeing me as Joseph's son instead of me seeing me as God's son. You treated me as common when you should have treated me with honor. Are y'all receiving what I'm putting up and down? Yeah? Okay. Watch this. Now let me take, it gets worse. I got worse news for you. Watch this story in Luke chapter 5. It goes on to say, in Luke 5, now it happened. Are y'all picking up honor yet? It, just act like you are, even if you're not, because that'll encourage me. Watch this. Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching Jesus. Jesus was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and even all the way from Jerusalem. Now, now let, me, let me help you here. Let me give you context. We know that when Jesus is going to be crucified in the future, it's because the Pharisees are trying to stamp out what God is trying to do through him. That's not the case here. Jesus is just beginning his ministry. People are being healed. The lame are walking. The blind are seeing. Word is getting out. It's on Instagram. They're seeing it. These guys aren't coming to try to debunk Jesus. They're coming because they hear that God is moving in the Galilee region and they're coming all the way. They hear God's working in Opelousas. They're coming all the way from New Orleans and Shreveport and everywhere because they just want to be a part and see what God is up to and doing. So y'all track it with me. So now, just so you'll understand, Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jeru Jerusalem. And watch, this blows me away. I've never seen this before until this week. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. To heal who? Them. Who them? Who that? Who is that? The Pharisees. Those pastors that were coming from those different regions, he was, they were all coming, going to be in the presence of Jesus. And it says that the Spirit of the Lord was present to heal those pastors. And here they come. Then behold, watch what happens. Men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up to the housetop and they let him down with his bed through the tiling in the midst before Jesus. So y'all picking up what's happening. The Pharisees got there early. They got a seat. It's a crowded room. Don't think, don't think big room like this. Think house. They're in a house. 
everybody's packed. They've moved the furniture out. Everybody's sitting on the floor. Windows are all open because their windows were open. All the windows are open. People are all gathered around the outside of the house, hoping, even though they can't see, just to hear. Everybody's there. Pharisees, pastor, pastor, pastor. I'm from Jerusalem. I'm from here. I'm from here. I'm pastor here. Spirit of the Lord is there to heal those pastors. And all of a sudden, this man, man that's paralyzed, they can't get in the room, so they go up on top of the house, thatch roof, mud, thatch, tile, or tile, mud, thatch. And they undo the thatch, which is like grass, undo that, get the mud out the way, take the tiles off, and then they, with four ropes, four men, lower down one man right in front of, wouldn't that be cool if that happened today? I mean, be, they'd have to have a jackhammer. We'd hear them. They would cut a, and lower him down. And man, could you imagine being one of the four men? Uh, Israel, it's in the desert. God, I wonder how hot it is. Just walk outside. God is giving us a glimpse of what it's like. Could you imagine lowering this cat, getting him on the roof, and then taking and actually lowering him all the way down. And they lower him down in front of Jesus. Watch what happens. They let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. When he saw their faith, he said to the man, your sins are forgiven you. Stop. Pretend you're one of the brothers on the roof and you lowered him down. We did it. And you hear Jesus say, your sins are forgiven you. You're going, no, 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 no. That ain't why we laid him down. What are they thinking? If you don't get him healed, we got to pull him back up. <laughs> Watch what happens in the room. Your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and Pharisees began to reason. Where does reason happen? Where do you reason at? In your mind, right? That's where you reason. That doesn't even have to come out your mouth. You just reason it. You start thinking ways. What he said, who is those, this one who speaks blasphemy? Who does he think he is? Because only God can forgive sin. Does he think he's God? Answer, yes, he does. Because he is God. He's think. who does he think he is? Remember why the meeting was even there. What did God want to do? I want to heal these pastors. They're coming all the way from Jerusalem, and I'm going to heal them. I'm in the room to heal them. But all of a sudden, it went from, oh, he's saying incredible things to, who does he think he is? No more honor. Now he's common. 
Watch what happens. But when Jesus... Oh, stop for a second. Is it possible that God perceives our thoughts? Do you know some of the things I've thought of? Oh, I know you're laughing, right? Because the only reason why you're laughing is because you know some of the things you've thought of. Somebody said, one pastor said, words, thoughts are like words in heaven. I hope he's dead wrong. How many of you are in trouble? Raise your hand. You're lying. You're in trouble. Raise your hand. Raise your hand right now because you are in trouble. If some of the thoughts that we've had were actually words in heaven, Jesus perceives their thoughts. And he said, he answered to them and said, why are you reasoning in your hearts? Because it's not really in your mind, is it? It's really in your heart. Why are you reasoning here? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise up and walk? Which one is easier? Which, which one is actually easier, to forgive sins or to, to uh, emulate healing from his body to his body and for him to walk? Which one is actually easier? I would say to you, Neither one of them are difficult for our God. He can do either one of them. Nothing's difficult for him. He can do either one. And he said to them, which is easier, but that you may know that the Son of Man has the power on earth to forgive sins. I'm going to, I'll say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. And immediately he rose up before them, took what he'd been lying on, departed from his house, glorifying God. And the men on the roof high-fived one another. They were amazed and they were filled with fear saying, we have seen strange things today. Wow. Remember, the Spirit of the Lord was there not to heal a paralyzed man, but to heal and forgive the pastor's hearts. But they missed it because of lack of honor. Does Jesus have the power to heal and forgive? No, no, he has the power here today. I'm wondering if Jesus was like, I can't wait for Sunday morning at 1030 at the Opelousas campus because I'm going to be there today to heal and to forgive. But is it possible that he could be restrained in a very room like this because of lack of Victor, come back and help me. I, I'm, I'm going to close. Give me a few more minutes. Watch this. I'm going I'm to edit here for a second. Honor. I didn't tell this story in the first, first one, but you need to hear it. It's for, maybe for somebody today. Listen to me. Watch this. Be, be honorable even now, if you would. Be honorable. Heidi and I were in a church, in a service like this one, and a pastor stood up and said, hey, I want, I want Holy Spirit shared something with me. I'm not even sure if the Holy Spirit really did this or not. I'm not sure. 
I'll let the Lord judge that. I think he worked it out for his good. And he, he goes, we want to honor the pastor, which was my boss at the time, mine and Heidi's boss. Uh, was it didn't happen here. It's happened in the city of Houston. And we were sitting in the room, and he said, I want, I want to honor your pastor today. I want us to plant a seed this morning in your pastor's life. Cool. I'm thinking he's going to write a check. Cool. Plant a seed. Get after it, big guy. And he said, 30 people in this room need to plant a $1,000 seed in your pastor's life. I go, wow. Whoa. Wow. Heidi and I are working on staff. We're not making any money. I mean, no, it's not like, it's like they took us on staff and said, we can't afford to pay you. And we said, no, no, but God told us to. If you want us, we'll come for nothing. And they said, okay, we'll take you for nothing. How many of you know, I probably couldn't have got a job if it was for money, but because we were willing to come for nothing, they hired me. <laughs> and uh, Heidi and I are sitting right back over there. And so we're, we're struggling really bad. I mean, bad. So we know what it's like to struggle financially. And we're sitting over there. And he said, and then he goes, I'd like for you, if, that's, if the Holy Spirit's speaking to you that you're one of them, I'd like for you to come up front. I just want to pray for you. And I'm going, let me tell you what I'm reasoning in my heart. He don't need the 30,000. Who needs it? And the Holy Spirit speaks to me, and I says, you're one of them. Heidi, we're supposed to go up there. And she looked at me like, you have lost your living mind. I ain't going up there. And she goes, no, I said, baby, we're supposed to go up there. And she goes, no, we're not going up there. We can't even afford the diapers to put on our children's booties. And I said, baby, come on, we're, we're going up there. We're supposed to go up there. She goes, no, 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 no. And I said, no, we're going, we're going. I'm telling you, the Lord just spoke to me and said, we're supposed to go up there. So I grabbed her, and I said, come on, let's go like that. And she grabbed the pew, and I pulled, and she, she like four pews came up. And finally, we stand up there, and they, he prays. He prays, and I was like, I was repenting for the reasoning in my heart. I wasn't willing to give some honor. He was there to honor. We would, we would never do that at our Savior's church unless the Holy Spirit came and just, just weird. It's weird, right? Y'all come on up here. I don't know. Maybe that was old school. I don't know. And we're standing up there. And he prayed over us and said, thank y'all. Y'all go back to your seats. And of course, my pastor, he knows where we're at. Because he hired us for nothing. And, and he's like, man, I, I could see it in his face. Like, get, what are y'all doing up here? Y'all go get, get, get back. And we're like, no, 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 God told us. So after the meeting, church is over, a lady comes walking up and goes, I saw y'all up there. That's so sweet that y'all would want to do that for your pastor. And they don't know our situation. Thank you, thank you. She goes, well, while y'all were up there, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and told me to give you this. And it was like just in a roll. 
with a rubber band around it. All I could see on the outside was a 20, and I was just praying to God that the rest of them were 20s and not ones. Are you checking with me? Anybody here? But you can't act like you can't go, praise God. You can't do that. You have to go, oh, thank you, ma'am. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, you're so sweet, so kind, so gracious for you. But as soon as she walked out the door, I ran straight to the bathroom as fast as I could go. Got in a stall, locked it, sat down on the toilet with my pants still up so I could count the money. One, two, 100, 200, 300, 400, 500, 600, 700, 800. It was $800, $200 short. I took the money, rolled it back up, and ran straight to my pastor's office. And I walked inside there and I said, Here, here's 800. I still got 200 to go. You know what his response was? I'm not taking one dime from you. You are off the hook. I release you. You are not giving me anything. I will not receive this from you. By the Holy Spirit, I said, this ain't about you receiving it. It's about me giving it. I need to give it. I need to give. Don't clap. I need to give it. Because honor keeps me in the right, possess, right position that unlocks a code that allows God to continue to give me more where that came from. I need to give it. Look at me. Honor is more about the one giving it than the one receiving it. Oh, husband, are you listening to me? Because this not only works with God, it also works with the relationships that are connected to you in your life. If you dishonor it, if you do, which remember, there's no, there's no neutral in honor. It's either you are or you're not to honor the wife that the Lord gave you. Oh, we've counseled many through the years. And we'll talk about this in the future, in the future series how to honor because pastor we're having a real intimacy problem i already know the answer no you're not that's the symptom that's not the problem the problem is you've forgotten how to honor one another and if you'll honor each other the intimacy problem will take care of itself that's way better than you acting so watch it let me give you three things we learned real quickly number one number one Give me some extra time. How many of you give me five minutes? Five minutes, please. Five, five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. Thank you. Number one. Let me give you number one. What, what have we learned today? God doesn't move where he's not honored. God's not been moving in our church. Then he's not being honored in your church. God's not moving in my life. Then he's not being honored in your life. God's not moving in my marriage, and so he's not being honored in your marriage. It's children. Oh, I can help young people. I can help teenagers. They usually sit over here, but they're in their meeting. Maybe they'll be in here for the one that we do on honor, because I can help a teenager get a brand new car. How? Learn to honor their mother and their father. 
Amen. I'll do what you. God doesn't move. Where's, is it possible that some of our requests, even some of our requests, have not been answered? Not because of lack of belief. I believe God can do anything. Not from lack of belief, but maybe because of lack of honor. Remember the paralytic man? The more he lowered, the higher he lifted. The lower he went, the higher Jesus went. He was being, he was lowering, showing us that in order to honor, I'm going to have to bow a knee in order to honor someone else because I make them look big and it makes you look, you think it makes you look smaller, but it actually makes you look bigger to honor. Let me give you number two. If God doesn't move where he's not honored, then God moves where he is honored. He, he shows up. Oh, I can prove it to you. Honor always attracts. Years ago, we had a, a lady from the outside. I forget. She's somewhere in, in Louisiana, but I don't remember what town. Comes into our town like a house on fire. Starts meeting with the mayor and pastors and meeting everywhere. And we got the phone call. There's this lady. She's in town. She's a community organizer. She would like to meet with you. I was like, Who, where's she from? Oh, she's from wherever. Zachary. No. Got time for that? But thankfully, she was one of those women that just kept on knocking. Like she didn't give up. Like in the Bible, that got her prayer answered just because of her persistence. And so she kept knocking. It's that lady again. All right. 15 minutes. We'll meet on Tuesday after staff meeting, whatever. Let's roll. She comes in. Hello, Pastor, Miss Heidi, Sister Heidi. How are y'all? I just appreciate y'all. I'm just here trying to gather all the community leaders together just to have a banquet, just to celebrate what's happening in Opelousas. I would love for y'all to be there. We'll let you know. Thank you. God bless you in what you're doing. She leaves. We look at our schedule. The night she has it, there is a conflict. We could move this. What, like 911. We could move this, but it's like, eh, nah. Banquet, three hours. Bad food, nah, I'm not going. And uh, we just go, thank you, God bless you. And we say no. We, I told our assistant, let her know, sorry, we will not be attending. So we said we, we're not coming. Guess what? Our assistant comes back and says, I think y'all need to go. No, we're not going. I mean, this is busy. There's a lot of things. And if you say yes to something, you've got to say no to something else. There's just too much. It's not a priority. It's, it's secondary. Bless them. And she goes, oh, no, but Pastor Eugene is high. They're actually honoring y'all. They're actually giving out the St. Landry Parish Pastor of the Year Award, and y'all are the recipients of the award. Well, I think we can move a few things around. <laughs> oh, we showed up. Three hours. The food was bad. And they saved the last one. And now for the Pastor of the Year Award, Pastor Eugene and Heidi Reiser, would you stand to your feet? And we came up and, and got that. I'd just like to say thank you to all the little people in my life who helped me get to here. I didn't get here by myself. And, what was that? What was it? It was honor. By the way, I don't think they've ever had one before, and I don't think there's any, been another one since. So that means I'm still the reigning champ. I don't know. <laughs> what? What? 
Watch this. God doesn't move where he's not honored. Number two, God moves where he is honored. Number three, genuine honor can only be delivered with humility. No, you can say the right things. I just want to say this. You're just awesome to whoever you're talking to. But if that's not what you're saying behind their back, then it wasn't honor. It was called flattery. And you were trying to manipulate them for your own good. And that is called wicked and evil. But to be honest, and honor is honest, here's how I feel. Pastor Jacob and Michelle and I, we've been together for all these years. We sat in a restaurant and just honored one another. We just said what we felt about each I so appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for being patient with us. Thank you for just, uh, oh, Pastor, you, thank you, thank you. I'm excited, thank you. Michelle, I so appreciate you. We all, we all walked out of there going, praise God. Look at me. Look at me. Jesus warned us. Can I, can I show you this? Watch what he said. This is scary. This is scary for me and you. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And this is scary. Nine, they worship me in vain. We started with worship today. Just an opportunity to Just an opportunity. Today you're sitting, listening to a word. Just an opportunity to honor. It's a code. I'll show you. I'm looking. I'm showing you today the, the dishonor, which, which was just take. Aren't you Joseph's boy? Was just to treat something that was should have been honored, but to treat it as common. I, I can show you next week just the opposite. When you see it in Scripture, go, ah, that that honor code opens up opportunities for God's hand to come and move on your behalf. And it all begins with honor. Y'all receive this word today. Let me pray for you. I, I think the first response of a word like this is first we have to go. He's here to heal and to forgive. Could you just be honest with yourself for one second and be honest, be honoring. Honesty is honor. Honor is honest. And could we just honor God by saying, Lord, would you please forgive me? I, I'm, I'm starting with me. Lord, would you please forgive me for treating something that should be held in honor as it was common? Maybe even today. Would you just tell him, forgive me, God. I don't want another worship service to go by without me giving you my very best because I want to honor you. I want to honor you. Would you forgive me? Would you forgive me for not waking up first and going, Lord, thank you before I take another step today. I want to remember you first. Commandment number one. Have no other gods before me. What was he saying? 
I want to make sure I have the place of honor in your heart and in your life. The place of honor, the special place. You never lose what's special. It always has a place. Honor. Are you with me? Forgive us, Lord. Now would you heal us? You're here today to forgive and to heal. And with this seed, this word, begin to produce fruit in our life. That if we walked out of here today honoring you and honoring one another, honoring each other, not with just our thoughts, but with our words. So, Father, today I pray over this seed that it produced 30, 60, and 100 fold in life, would unlock a code that would begin to pour out the blessings of God over their life, knowing that you're, they're going to honor you. Honor. May this be a house of honor. May we be a people of honor inside this house and outside this house. To the lost and the found, would we be known as a people of honor? And so, Father, we receive your word today, and we thank you for it. With every head bowed and eye closed, maybe you're far from God today. Could you honor? He's here to forgive you and to heal you. Jesus called it being born again. Today, you can give your life to Jesus and start all over, fresh and anew today. He'll forgive you for everything you've ever done. If you'll come to him in honor and humility. Uh, maybe somebody's lowering you down today. That's why you're here. They're just lowering you in. And today your sins can be forgiven and healed. You can be born again. How do I do it? A, B, C. A, admit you're a sinner. B, believe that Jesus came to pay your penalty. And C, confess him as the Lord. If that's you today and you're ready to be born again, I want to pray for you. Would you just lift your hand up all over this building? Hold up high. I'm ready. Today's my day. Don't be ashamed. Thank you. I see your hands all over the building. Thank you, thank you. You're ready to give your life to Jesus. Lift your hand high. Today's my day. Congregation, can we add our voice to theirs? Let's pray this together. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe that on the cross, you took my sin, my shame, and my guilt, and you died for me. You went to hell for me, so I wouldn't have to go. And that you rose from the dead to give me a purpose on earth, a place in heaven, and a relationship with the Father. So I repent of my sin. Come and be the Lord of my life. I surrender to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give God all the praise? Thank you for his word. Thank you for the salvation. Stand to your feet if you would. If you prayed to receive Christ, if you raised your hand, our prayer team's going to be up front. We want to just meet you. If you'll take one more step, just go. I'm going to go up there and say, I prayed to receive Jesus today. Let us pray with you. Uh, and don't forget, stop by, get your uh, missions information as well as sign up for Serve Day. Let me pray this blessing over you. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you, cause His face to shine upon you. And you're going out till you're coming in again. May all that you set your hands to, seeking first the kingdom of God, may he bless it and prosper it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. God bless you. Have a great, great weekend.